Hello and welcome back to the There Be Dragons for episode 11. I am your Dungeon Master, Matthew. Let's go around the table and introduce the players and the characters that they play. Uh, Josh Walker, I will be playing Skjern Feldspar. Hey, it's Tristan. I play Charlie Roughhouse. And it's Karen Slink as Roland Westfall, your friendly neighbourhood dragonborn. This is Angela playing Abella Delirosier. And this is Tom, audio wizard, and Nezel Vargulis the Bard. So you get to be a wizard and a bard. Yeah, it's fucking great. It's Multi-classing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into it. When last we saw our intrepid adventurers, you've actually kicked off what is effectively a, a war. A war. Yeah. <laughs> um, We're trying to stop it now, aren't yes. we? It wasn't the last. I mean, thing we, we haven't we did. like talked about it. We could just run. <laughs> I mean, like we could. Well, you're you're making you're making your way to the bridge, which is put it this way. Even from where you currently are, you can see that. Periodically, the Bashano in the redoubt that's across the way from the bridge are firing back. And as you travel up this incline, you see the bodies of the fallen, and not all of them are infantry of the Bashano. Some of them are unfortunate civilians that have been in the way. There's a dead cow that was pulling a cart that looks like it had been hit directly by one of these bombards. The air's thick with smoke. And as you reach the, the top of this place where the heaviest amount of action is coming, you can see grim-faced elves in less ornate military garb, armed with muskets and swords. And you can see that the troops are being moved around by the squad leaders, and it seems like they're digging in to repel some kind of assault across the bridge. What do you do? Um, Charlie, Charlie was a big celeb. Um, we're going to take Charlie to get us across. Say that the moving the thing wasn't a declaration of war. Basically, it yeah. Just happened. We're going to talk to the the mayor of the Erhart yeah. side and say, "Yo, can you probably could you, stop could you shooting? stop shooting at us? Stop shooting. Have we got Dupree with us? Yes. yes. Yeah, that's right. That's that's what I was trying to remember. Yep, yeah. he's Dupree's with us. sort of falling behind you. Did we make him come? I no, I feel like Am- I feel like Emily did <laughs> several times. Um, she also she, stabbed him a bit. Which, did we make which... him join us on this journey, or did he come willingly? Just he is the question I, I was asking. I think he came willingly, but it was sort of like because I think he feels some degree of responsibility because it's totally partially his fault. <laughs> But he did get stabbed, so he's probably not looking too yeah, good right now. That indeed hit me to uh, Amelie, uh, sorry, Amelie to me somewhat, and also it made me not want to kill him. him. Cool. Um, yeah, so he's still clutching his side. Um, the bleeding, it's not bad. It's probably just a flesh wound. She is definitely adept enough to, like, cut skin but not necessarily destroy internal organs. <laughs> it's like, I'm going to hurt you, but yeah. you'll live to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> Tell um, the others what happened. Dupree, for his part, seems pretty morose about the whole situation. Um, although that could just be him clutching his side and being like, "I don't want to scream." Having a really rubbish painful. day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, apart from the giant dragon temple that he totally loved. So, uh, you approach the bridge, and there are blasted barricades just all over the place. There are small, small to medium-sized craters in this area. It has just been hit. Everything, everything basically where the bridge begins is a hellscape. There is just nothing but detritus. And in that detritus, there are actually a few Bashano infantry, um, and they are hunkered down, and it immediately clicks into place that they're there in the event that after all this cannonry has stopped, whatever force comes over will meet some resistance. They 
are not especially concerned about your presence. <laughs> They're more worried about not getting the shot. Stuff coming from the front of them and front of other them behind. Yeah. Is you, Emily with us? No, she stayed behind. She's dealing with the governor. Oddly enough, I'm not that worried about the cannons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right now. <laughs> so yeah. Um, just, I guess you guys just make uh, make your way across the bridge. As, as long as Charlie is happy to lead. Reaching the bridge safely, your guard unceremoniously separates from you and they all take up defensive positions along the bridge, leaving you near the bridgehead. You can see across the entire city from up here. The bay is almost entirely obscured by a thick screen of smoke that is coming from the burning slums. And you can see flashes of light from the Erhart side that lob burning artillery into the city. There's one spectacular shot that just destroys a townhouse. You see this flaming meteor basically just lands straight on top of it, goes through the roof. There's an explosion. It just crumples in on itself. I don't break stride, I keep walking. You make your way across, and as you do, on the Erhart side of things, they have a far more stable defence, but unlike the Bashano where they had their wooden barricade set up, these carts have been overturned, you'd walk in, turn to the right, and then you'd have to turn to the left, turn to the right again. So these are funnelled areas. And you're not met with any resistance until you step out, and it's lucky that Charlie's there because immediately you have five muskets pointed at your face. One of the soldiers lowers his musket and goes, Bloody hell, lads. Look who it is. It's Charlie Roughhouse. Don't you know there's a war on, son? We've come to uh, fix this whole misunderstanding. Those Bashano bastards have been rattling the sabre for too long. They're ours as commanders. Well, where do you think the toffs hang out? And he points over to the castle. Sounds great. Let's go there. Well, with a legitimate Erhart hero vouching for your passage, you're let through. There is less chaos on this side, and far more organised presence on the ground. I'm keeping an eye on Dupree yeah. to make sure that he sticks with. Like, I'm not overly confident that he is going to make a break for it, but... No, um, looking out for him, he is. Yeah. But if it's not going to be Charlie that stops this, it's going to be Dupree. I think Charlie will help. Oh, no, no. Charlie will get us to the door, but Dupree's got pull. I don't have any political weight. My family's the... Oh, they're the up-and-coming family. They're they're doing things, but we still don't have any weight. It's like a celebrity, like as if celebrity came in and tried to influence politics. Oh, Oh, what you mean, like the way politics Celebrities can address Congress, but they don't make political decisions. It's a monarchy. There's no candidate. (laughs) If there's a candidate, the candidate's put to death. Charlie for King, 2020. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're trying to kill another one of my characters. (laughs) Anyway, we're heading towards the the castle. Yeah. So Uh, I take it I haven't been recognised as of yet? Um, Everyone's far too busy to pay any attention. As you approach the um, the castle, uh, you start hearing the familiar sounds of horse hooves as a a squadron of cavalry march past you. Um, (laughs) Dragonborn going. For for those of you watching at home, I just did that thing where you kind of awkwardly hold your hand over your eyes like, you can't Looking at the ground, I've got a headache. Oh, 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 I'm just going to rub the side of my face. Roll me. Dragon, it doesn't work. What do you want to use? Do you want to use deception or stealth to avoid being noticed? Deception or stealth. I was mainly joking, but I guess I would be trying to be like, "Mm -hmm, not here. What do, you, what do you do, I guess, is more the question. Like, do you oh, yeah, duck I, into a corner and wait from the go, or do you try and be like, oh, that's sure. I'm just a dragonborn, not that person you might know. Um, <laughs> what are you doing? Just a dragonborn that you don't know. Let's get you to do a deception. 12 plus 2, 14. 
Horses riding okay. by, don't bother me. I'm definitely not shitting myself. Okay, um, so the squadron trots by you, and then the lead horse peels off and turns around and starts trotting back towards you. And you immediately recognise him as one of your old lieutenants, Barrack Payton, who was one of your squadron commanders when you were leading cavalry. Oh, great. <laughs> do me a um, perception check. 18. Okay, he's been promoted to your old rank. Bastard! Motherfucker! Hey, took it your been? job! Close to a year. I've been kicking around the sticks oh, for a while. Fucker! Yeah. Motherfucker! Me and Barrett gonna have words. And the other thing you notice is he's actually wearing the regimental standard of the 5th, which was not the unit you let. So he's been given his own command. Double bastard. Yeah. Someone's been greasing Barrett's wheels. Or vice versa. <laughs> um, however, he doesn't notice you. He peels back and goes to the rear of the line and starts basically giving them a pep talk. Men of our heart, today is the day of days. We are to cross to the Bashano half of Arim and wrap the bastards from this bridgehead. This city is ours by right of conquest. Today, we finish the job. Huzzah! Just as a heads up, I know that guy. Which means there's people I know hanging around just in case anyone yells or tries to hit me. How much can you not look like a giant dragon lady? <laughs> it's a problem. <laughs> right, okay. How, how androgynous are dragons? Because you could just put on a deep voice. The dragonborn you fought previously was very definitely male, or at least you hope, because otherwise, fucking hell, that's a scary woman. <laughs> um... <laughs> and he was far more physically imposing than you. Maybe I'm just a very scrawny dragon. Yeah, you're a petite. The thing is, you guys, you just won't know because dragonborn are not common. Yeah. Like they're Encountering just, two I'm, in a I'm lifetime just, is I'm weird. I'm just going to stick with talk as little as possible. Don't draw <clears throat> attention to myself unnecessarily. Sure. Okay. But, but nobody, so nobody you use know, her name. Silver. Let's call her Silver. Oh, I like that. Let's call her Silver. Okay. Actually, um, Mathilde is the name I've been going by at Amelie's, so... What? Uh, Amelie yeah, thinks I'm called Mathilde. Mathilde. Okay. Mathilde. Stick to that. Roll with Mathilde. Though that being said, Silver is an, an, a non-gender specific name, so... Yeah. Yeah. So, um, let's just call me Silver while we're here, unless, you know, sure. we're forced to acknowledge who I am. No, no. Just, yeah, yeah. Just as a, just as a precaution. Trying not to drag him off his horse and punch him in the face was quite hard, so um, let's see how my restraint goes. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Did you like him before? Is that a good guy? No, oh, he was good enough, you know. He did so what's the problem with him? Yeah, he's been promoted, but you're not there anymore. He's been given his own command. Good for him. Someone stabbed me in the back, guys, and... It, do you know it was him? No. Was it likely to have been him? It could have been. Okay. This I'm is just, when, I'm just, I'm literally curious. This is a great <laughs> conversation, but considering where no, we are... Yeah, yeah. I literally just wanted yeah. to This conversation was happening whilst walking. Yeah. 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 Um, you're getting some dirty looks, by the way, Abella. Why? Because you're an elf. Is elf. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. The whole, She's from the other elf. side. <laughs> Put my, if you. I covered my ears, would it be as obvious, or is it like a general... Physical, like... Well, you you could potentially slender. pass as a slender human. However, you're a, you're very clearly an elf at the moment. Like, very sharp. As in I need to, like, yeah. look into clothes and stuff and make up to be a human. But okay. Yeah, well, it wouldn't be hard to do, but it would take some effort. Oh, no. Uh, and by which I mean a disguise check. Guys, I'm going to get a shame. You make your way to the gates of this castle, which have been fortified. 
has my like small bit of fame reached across yeah. to the cool I'm safe <laughs> oh good uh, try and be as discreet as you can with the enormous rough in the face paint yeah as I said before it is not fully completed uh most of the battlements are in place. Most of the structure itself is built, but some of the upper floors are incomplete and part of the grounds are still in a state of construction. Um, that said, as you enter into the area proper, uh, you notice that there is a phalanx of guards basically keeping order. And the minute you come into their sight line, they raise their weapons to the ready and an officer, possibly a sergeant of some kind, walks up to you all and says, stage your business here or be on your way. We have some uh, pertinent information as to what's going on. As you speak, this gigantic seven-foot-tall man, um, there is an immediate flicker of recognition in this man's eyes of who you are, Charlie. Uh, and you can almost see his thoughts play out on his face. There's a moment of surprise, followed by a split second of admiration, uh, and then there is a visible shift in his jaw to the sort of like default face that people are about to say no on instinct make. Uh, and then he notices Dupree, who's clutching his wound. And at this, Dupree waves slightly with a uh, bloodstained hand. And then there is a momentary flicker of eyes between Dupree and you, and then back to Dupree, and then back to you. You may enter, but if you make one false move, you won't be leaving. Understood? The first thing that grabs you about this place once you step in is that it is exceptionally well made. Like, this is new masonry. It's high vaulted ceiling, beautiful architecture, but it's built like a brick shithouse. It is incredibly solid structure. Oh, right, okay. Um, but it's that, like aesthetically, it's, pretty, it's, but it's not, very pretty, but yeah. it's also very functional. You're ushered into an antechamber off the side from this um, ground entrance hall. You can hear through uh, a very thick walnut double door, military, oh. yeah, military rumbling, and then you hear an upset or something. The door slides open. You can immediately see that they have a scale model of the city. Roll me a perception, anyone who's wanting to look. Not very good. Uh, 18 minus one, so 17. Nine. Did anyone roll over 18? God damn it, I rolled an 18, but I'm minus one on perception. Plus six. 22. Go, Charlie! The entrance and exit is just so quick, but Charlie's able to immediately see you can tell they're already planning to basically run a pontoon across the river. The governor... It's like a fake bridge, yeah. like a floating bridge. The governor steps in and he is dressed in regal purples, a rough coat. Do uh, I know him? No, no, you wouldn't. He introduces himself, however. I am Hieronymus Pym, Lord Governor of this city. Who has called upon me for an audience during a most critical juncture? I have a war council to lead, after all. I'll, when he sort of walks in, I'll offer the, you know, like I'll bow to him so it's stiff back. Like it's it's almost a, you know, everything's bend precise. Yes, you bend at the middle just so when you bow, no buttons can touch, your chin shouldn't touch, your shirt, your co like, yeah, it's a very precise thing that if you don't know you know, how to do it can potentially be sure. done quite wrong. Absolutely. Um, I'll exactly. follow his lead. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like me too. Yep. It's a very precise action. Um, so I'm going to get everyone to do a performance roll. 
Oh, yeah, the scan would almost not catch. 19 plus 2, so 21. Excellent. Scan's going to see if he can, but doesn't. No, he's 7. Yeah. 7. 14. Okay. Um, if that's performance, it becomes like... So, ironically, the two air hearts nail yeah. it, but everyone else screws yeah. up. Good dice rolling, everyone. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you would probably know how it's done anyway. Yeah. Like, it's, yeah. A, it's a military thing Scans as much as a... pantomime. Like, yeah. it was, it was not, not disrespectful, just... It was suppose it would be somewhere between it would be like I'm 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 showing deference, but I am like, oh he's bowing, I'm bowing. There we go. Oh, did I do it wrong? How can you bow wrong, you fucking twats? All right. <laughs> um, so Hieronymus looks at the two of you who know how to bow and show the correct deference. And as his gaze travels across the rest of the group with a sort of swaggering arrogance that aristocrats are so prone to be victim to he looks at you charlie and then notices that dupree is sitting behind you in a chair clutching a tea cozy to his wound and he gapes i'm very busy planning a war here you haven't noticed that uh what provokes this war the bashner provoked this war who is this man by doing what i I do apologize i'll sort of like place a hand on your shoulder like don't talk. Yeah, let's let handle this. Yeah, the is not handling it. Uh, <laughs> he doesn't let like, haven't I given him a chance yet? <laughs> it's sort of, it's not our, like, yeah. we're not permitted to talk. Dupree lurches up, uh, looks squarely at the governor, clutches his tea cosy a little bit, and then through gritted teeth says, Come now, Hieronymus, you've had your fun. Let's bring this to a peaceful end, eh? He, he's immediately just scowls. He goes, you march into my office, you sit with your tea cosy holding your wound, and you dared to lecture to me about peace. I have no time for this. I have a war to win. Good day. And then he just turns on a heel and marches back into the other room. And Dupree goes, well, I tried. I'm tempted, to, I'm tempted, but do not poke him in the tea cosy. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you had some pull here. Only in certain areas, and unfortunately, the governor is too busy wrapped up in his own vainglory, so... But surely there is a military commander here as well. Yes, however, I don't know who that is, unfortunately. Can we find out? Were we not sent with a letter as well? I forgot that. Yeah, okay, no, that's fine. Um, (laughs) Who has the letter? I do. Okay. (laughs) Well, well, maybe Charlie could take the letter into that room over there with all the military people. They're unlikely to kill him. Most definitely not. uh, No, no. I allowed in that room. Uh, But he is. I say pointing at... Can we just knock? On the door? <laughs> but like, can, I know, but like, can it's we? Like, well, actually, I'm thinking they probably don't want us here. Eventually, they'll send someone to get us oh, out. Um, <laughs> I mean... Why I don't we could, just make a lot of noise? I could barge in there, but that would be making a very dangerous yeah. statement. Yeah, yeah, yeah just, just, don't to, want to just to provide, every, like... I would antagonise uh, people. I don't want to do It that. could so, cost more. It's, yeah. it's more than just a knock, I'm afraid. It could cost... My family, it could cost people yeah, yeah. lives. That's fine. This is no, it's all good. Um, so we need to find somebody who can tell us a who the person is and b gives that person a letter. Uh, Dupree just stands up and groans a little bit and then lurches over, puts his hand on your shoulder, the one that isn't covered in blood, <coughs> uh, and goes, uh, Pass me the letter, I'll take care of this. I'm, I'm gonna do a I'm gonna do a medicine test just to see if I can sort of help. Yeah. So stem the bleeding and so he can walk upright. No. We did help him a bit. Didn't yeah, we? you like, did. We did, but store, we did bandage him up. Yeah, no, he's just still bleeding. He's just being a wuss. <laughs> 20. 
a 20 in medicine. It's sure, let's just say you take five minutes to stitch him up. Yep. While you're tending to Dupree, a number of agents will keep walking in and out of the room that the governor is in. You can kind of see through the gap into the war room and you can just see Hieronymus standing there looking down at this unfolding war with this massive cheesy grin plastered over his face. Incredibly enthusiastic about the whole development. Can we see who else is in the room? Mm. Again, this door slides open. You see him and maybe two or three people that have their back to you because he's on the other side of the table and then the door closes. May I ask the name, uh, like one of the adjutants? Try and, try and ask sure. one of them. Uh, so, so, pardon me. Uh, what is the name of the military commander here? Admiral Reed has retired to his flag. Are we going to try and give the letter to what's his face? It, it's from Emily, yeah. 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 And if it's from Emily without the knowledge of the governor, give it to the military commander to stop it all. Yeah. Yeah. There's um, nobody less against war than, uh, so nobody more against war than the people who have to fight it. Like, so if they're going to have to go to this ship, I'm going to assume it's going to be the largest one with the biggest flag. Um, I probably could have asked him. <laughs> it, it's most definitely will be the largest it's one. one with the biggest flag. That's why we can always just ask people in the dark. Shall we go there? Oh yeah, it's how we get it's there. It's going to be a tricky bit. Um, oh yeah, especially with like me. Oh no, and, like, you, you not the problem so much as it's a war against. A bunch of elves. What am I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we put a cloak over you. Um, Can we actually? Um, another agent enters in, and as you're talking outside, the governor looks up and goes, Get them out of here! Calm um, your tits. Yeah. Calm your man. My apologies. And I'll sort of put my hands on your, your shoulders and sort of like lead you out while you're where the elf and the half out to get me this. executed <laughs> I think about giving the governor the finger but I don't <laughs> look at me I'm the governor meh 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 that's that guy I say as we're walking out Taking your leave from the castle of the Urhart you make your way down an incline on the main street to the docks the city is bustling with activity. You can see soldiers everywhere controlling civilians, assisting in rescues from damaged buildings, fighting small fires. Every now and then, the Bashano get a good shot in and it hits a building. But the battle is very one-sided from what you can see. When you actually reach the dockyards, it is an absolute hive of activity. You can see soldiers and cavalry mustering as work teams constantly bring lumber and other material to the foreshore. Out over the bay, arrayed in a protective semicircle around the dock, you see six large Urhart vessels flying the silver stag on purple. The keystone of this arrangement, the center ship, is flying a heraldry of a riverbank and a ship on a marble white background. Uh, these ships are providing a screen from the Bashano to a structure being built in the centre of the dock, a sturdy-looking pontoon. Is, uh, is, is this the, the Bashano fleet deployed? There are one or two ships out. The rest have been sunk. No, this is... The Admiral's doing well. The place is actually relatively safe. Like, no, nothing's really kind of getting through. Like, a, a few of the masts of this ship have been broken off, um, but they're basically just floating defensive platforms. Yeah, they aren't moving. Ryland, you don't need to roll for this. Uh, you immediately recognise the heraldry of the Reed family. 
They're very nouveau riche. They were only recently lifted to peerage. But they're 100 years old. Yes, very new. Just from a very brief, like, back from when you would have been, like, educated in the finer things and understanding families and all that sort of stuff. The reason that they were lifted to peerage was literally they owned all the harbours and they were producing massive amounts of ships for the king. And basically said, hey, man, you, you, you want to give us yeah. a little... It was a, it was a... It was another war, a massive war with the Bashano that happened about that long ago. And they were losing badly because the naval power had just been decimated in a really clever ambush. Actually perpetrated by one of your ancestors, uh, Abella. Uh, Clearly not clever enough. um, Oh, that's naive as fuck. But but the general gist of it was, we don't have any ships and the coffers of the treasury are not particularly full. So Reed said... We'll produce these ships. We'll change our like commercial shipping infrastructure into military shipping, and they, he got a peerage for it. Clever dude. Yeah, they have actually got quite the reputation of being very savvy. So, and that's not just because they're sea dogs. <laughs> savvy. <laughs> that would make them salty. I get it. Yeah, but anyway, look, that that's the that's what you can recall from the from yep. your um from your memory. I just figured I would know something about. Well, exactly. You would. Out of everyone, you would know more about this stuff. They're, they're Does Charlie they're, know anything about Admiral Reed particularly, given he's a naval um, serviceman? Let me roll a dice. Uh, you served under him. He's one of the few admirals that actually gives a shit about his men and also his, like... It's not just his men, it's the boats. I think he has a really personal connection to them. Um, he does not enter into any kind of exchange of arms without knowing he's going to win. So if he's doing this, he's very confident he can win this thing. Yeah, the ships are all well and good until they start firing the catapult. <clears throat> and that's how we convinced the guy. They didn't want this, otherwise they would have opened up with the catapult when they moved it. I, I think we want to look as unthreatening as possible. We don't want to go out there in a skiff or something, I think. Oh, yeah, I've totally removed my... I'm not wearing the Urhart flag anymore. Like, so, it's been folded and left. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. This Why is, not? This... It's not a place for march around and, like... You know, rah, rah, singing national anthems and shit. Sure, sure. Right. Um, so if you want to, I don't know, get in a, a dinghy, a rowboat or something, and we'll I'm assuming that yeah, like they, they have that audience set up to get there. Yeah, yeah, we'll request audience to um, be taken. Right yeah, there. Um, the first person you can find that's actually willing to stop and talk to you is the royal engineer that's overseeing the um, building of the pontoon. He's a big burly man as well. He leans Give over and he shakes hand. Um, he's not quite as tall, but basically like the same big yeah. man. Blimey, you're Charlie Roughhouse. Pleasure to meet you. I need to request an audience with Admiral Reed. Uh, I have information that's very important. Well, I mean, you could run it down to the dispatcher's office. He could probably get you across, no problem. Yeah, he shakes his hands, he turns around and goes, Right, you look, I want this done on the double. We've got to hit the other side by the end of the day. Oh, Charlie, good. I do. <laughs> um, I turn to DuPont and say, Do you know this, Reed? Yes, honourable man. Um... But like, Bit does he know you? Mind. Not really. That's good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, as in only that you had a the, the, the governor appeared to know you quite well, and it didn't do us any good at all. So, <laughs> oh, just like um, a general rule, the people who know you don't seem to particularly enjoy your presence. Like, yes, but I don't think you've had much to do with. Well, he's a spy master. <laughs> Is this really the conversation we? I agree. Be Let's move on. Yeah. I'll also take my service coin. Yep, <clears throat> and wear it. So also, we go down to the dispatch. Yep. So uh, it's not hard to get a, a lift across. The moment you say, "I have a message," 
I, do you tell them where the, who the message is from? Yes, I have direct communications from the military commander, Bashano military commander. Oh, okay, come right through. Um, they put you on a ship and row you out, um, and you're immediately brought back up onto the um, the flagship. How yes. many times does Isabella vomit on the way over? Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know, roll for it. assume she does and not listen to her. I sit on the... You you throw up 18 times. I sit on the ground and think land thoughts and breathe... Breathe gently. I recommend make look at the look at the, the horizon. I don't think I vomit, but I dry heave a lot. Yeah. Look at the horizon. Just keep your eyes fixed on the horizon. I don't want to look at anything. No, no. Because this will help. <laughs> because there's like four sailors that are rowing. You're sort of they're like trying to see if they're going, you're going to yak on them or not, and they're not particularly happy about uh, the situation. It's fine. Um, <laughs> oh no, that's fine too. Right. Um, For hours and hours and hours. Right. Some of those weren't even coming up. I just wanted to do it with fuck with them. It's funny. <laughs> right. Okay. So, yeah, you're, you're brought aboard and ushered into the captain's quarters. Much like the command centre in the castle, it also has a, a map set up and there are agents working and dispatches are being sent out. Now, very stern man with a salt and pepper beard. Um, Does he have an interesting moustache? No. No, he's Sans moustache. Um, no moustache. Not even an interesting No, one. he only has a beard. Uh, so a Lincoln. Yeah, sort of. Um, but but trimmed and, and kept. A neat Lincoln. He's wearing a very simple, plain uniform, minimum dress standard for his office, and he's currently poring over a map uh, using a pair of eyeglasses that are secured to his breast by a small chain and as you enter the room you hear him say I want to get this bridge sorted by the end of the night so we can put an end to this bloody conflict I like salute like Admiral Roughhouse good man you've chosen a hell of a time to re-enlist I have a direct communication from the uh, military commander of the Bachano ah excellent must be the surrender he walks over takes the dispatch from your hand um, breaks I'm the... still again I'm yeah, salute. still no, saluting he, he, he looks up at you after that goes at ease man uh, <laughs> <laughs> turns and opens the thing up and starts to read to himself there's a moment and he sort of just sort of sits there and goes hmm interesting Admiral, if I may, uh, my name is Skern. I'm, I'm uh, an associate of Mr. Roughhouse. We were sent by Captain Emily. We've basically wanted to explain the uh, the turning, the aiming, or otherwise of the Bachano catapult. It was not. They did had nothing to do with it. It was completely incidental, as this gentleman will explain to you. Um, and I sort of usher forward Dupree. Dupree looks over to you and just goes, Admiral, if I may have one moment with my compatriots. He turns to them and goes, do we really want to tell him about exactly why that happened? No. You don't want, no. <laughs> because because I, I'm sorry, I don't know how to spin this. No, no, mind. We don't no, tell him it's that. It's just something that happened. Imagine. <sighs> Admiral, we were dealing with kobolds below the cities and we had found that Ruins. there had been messing around with contraptions under the cities, mm. which when we tried to stop what they were doing, it caused the trebuchet to move. Well, I appreciate your candor, uh, Roughhouse, but the only way that this is going to end without further bloodshed is if the Bashano surrender. If the Bashano wanted a war, they would have fired the catapult mother and just move it. My goal here, and he looks to you, is not to take the city and keep it, but take the city and hold it to ransom. He unfurls a map on the map table and points to several regions along the land border with the Bashano and goes, we have been seeing troop buildups on our borders. 
from the Bashano for quite some time. And so a plan has been drafted to meet their aggression with equal and overpowering response. I must maintain momentum here to avoid this plan being executed. You want to stop the greater conflict? Exactly. Can't argue with that, guys. Oh, you, you generally can't argue with most of the Admiral's plans. Dupree sort of just gives a non-committal nod, like, yeah. Speaking as someone who's been in plenty of war zones, Admiral, right and wrong, matter more in a war zone. That is the place where they matter most. Oh, forgive me. Have you ever held command? Com I serve aboard a, a vessel of war as second in command, actually. Then you'll understand that. I would much rather come out and be reviled as a villain for the rest of my life than be considered a saint and have my head on a pike. Admiral, do you have a missive that I can run to them then? Of course. I shall have a demand of unconditional surrender drafted to return to this Captain Emily. For my part, I wish that this could be different. I have no love of war. But if you came here seeking a easy resolution to this, I'm afraid it's nowhere in sight. Wait outside. While you wait for Admiral Reed's penned letter, you find yourself on the foredeck of the ship, looking out over the now devastated Bashano half of the city. The already heavily damaged dockyard is in absolute ruins, with shipwrecks peering out of the water, all still tied to their moorings. A few vessels, however, list in the river itself, holds torn through half-run sails. Charlie, you can see from here the square that was not so long ago the site of your friendly sparring match with Jacques, covered in rubble and smoke. Fires rage through the slums, and up the slope of the hill that leads to the cliff atop which the fortress stands, you can see through the haze of war the occasional impact of cannonball against its venerable walls. Did Dupree ever sort of indicate that he thought peace was possible? He didn't indicate either way. He's just sort of come along with you all. As I'm going to say to him, what do you think, Dupree? Is there, was there ever really a chance of us stopping this? I deal with intelligence. It's just a shame that the intelligence I pass on is often not handled by intelligence. Well put. I'll give you that one. Um, would you say that this is, I mean, from, from what I've heard of the Admiral, what I've seen of the Admiral, he's not wrong. Indeed, if you can stop a war before it starts, or you can minimize the damage, which is what he appears to be trying to do, I don't even know that what he's doing is wrong. I can't help but feel that this is my fault. My entire goal from the start from this was to prevent exactly this happening. And then he sort of just gestures at the burning Bashano city and goes, this is exactly the same story that has played out innumerable times in our history. I imagine when one side starts building up military, the other side starts building up military. Who did it first? You station 10 men in a village across a border, your opponent will obviously station probably a little bit more than that. Oh no, they've got 20 men there. Now we need to put 50. Now we put 100. It builds. It's a natural stand-up build-up. Doesn't no one can no one side has the benefit. Saying they have a military strength here, the Erhard have a military strength elsewhere. It was done as a direct result. I can't argue with the logic of it, but at the same time, it's inevitable. I don't just think this is your fault, Dupree. It is, <laughs> but it's also our fault. 
I, 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 we, we were the catalyst. I don't think. I don't think it was even something, fault. Yeah. There has to be something we can do now to stop this now. Even if we can't postpone it, if we can, even if we can only postpone it, we can't just let this happen. Well, I see. There has to be something we can do. What if we forged a letter? Absolutely not. No, hang on, hold on. Right, Kira, what on, if then. we forged a letter from the Bashno governor suing for peace, um, offering a surrender? Everyone comes to the table, it comes out that it's a forgery, but then everyone's there at the table and they can at least discuss it. And angry. <laughs> They're already angry. There's no way this could get worse. There is called forging a letter and <laughs> to everyone would make it worse. You would have rather then... than let people die. I see it's more that um, in in the headspace of a person who has just been lied to by the messenger, uh, I don't think they would be. If if you're if you are a, a, a commander or a governor and you expect to be meeting somebody who's basically asking you to to is it telling you yeah no that's fine you can have my half of the city. Then we forge two. What? It, no, 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 hang on, hang on. Hang I on. have a thought, no, no. Dupree says, looking straight up at the catapult and goes, but I don't think you're going to like it. It can't be worse than what's happening now. Or her idea. Or to bears. Excuse me, my idea is great. I'm curious, go on then. Whatever's happening up there, and he points to the bridge, is just pantomime. So my thought is... Tells them to use the catapult? If they destroy this ship... Or the pontoon. Well, they what can do you mean rebuild by this? a pontoon. What yeah. do you mean the ship? The, the one Where, that the... And he looks down and goes, this ship. This ship. I would sort of very carefully with my tone and the volume place a hand on Dupree's shoulder and whisper to him, it's also treason. That's why I said you wouldn't like it. <laughs> yeah, I'm like... just thinking what's doable here, which may diffuse a greater war. However, if the human cost here is... Oh, excuse me, and he looks at, it, at Bella, goes, the, the cost of life. The cost of life here is too high. This is the way to blunt the sword. The Admiral seems like the only reasonable commander yeah. on the Earhart side. I don't side. want to kill him. You don't want to take out him and leave total control in the um, power of the governor, who very much seems to want this war. We don't even need to tell Emily to destroy his ship or it's obvious whose ship this is and where the admiral is because his flag is on it so surrender well so we can go and tell them to surrender but when it comes down to it they probably They're won't not going to because There's no way they will well it's, it's not hard to destroy a pontoon bridge with a giant trebuchet then they're going to lose we can bring people to a table without well that's what we just tried no we tried the people who think they're gonna win right so how do we get them together that seems to be the solution. Put them all in a room. What does anyone have I to say? I'm waiting on the missive. Then I can talk to Emily. I have a relationship with her. You as well. Uh-huh. Careful, she'll shank you. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, not like that. How, how crass. Um, but I may be able to uh, talk. I've got relationships with both the military yeah, yeah. commanders yeah. here. I may be able to bring at least... A stoppage or two death. Close, perhaps. Yes. Something, at least buy some time to communicate. At this point, you know, the governors can say whatever the hell they want. They don't control the military. Minutes later, the um, missive's prepared and it's in a scroll case. That's handed over to you. It's sealed with the uh, heart seal and um, you're ushered back ashore. Um, On what side? Well, that's a good question. You guys want to just try chances going across? 
Hell no. No. In the bay, in a little boat? Yeah. No. Not especially, um, but... No, back across the bridge, I reckon. We're on a timeline, is my thinking. Yeah, it doesn't, won't take us the, the rest of the, the day. The, the, well, the Earhart pretty much controls the bay. But the point is, we get in a boat, we get over onto their side and they shoot us. Why didn't six people in a dinghy? Coming off of the Admiral's boat. Six yeah. people in a dinghy? Coming off the Admiral's boat. No, I'm not going on a boat. They're going well, no, have people six sitting. people in a dinghy coming off the Admiral's boat are messengers, not an invasion party. Yeah, but Could... they're probably still going to get bayoneted. Not without asking a question first. No, tensions are high, especially if you're on the losing team. I think they'll be more likely to try and take out as many as they can, regardless of... So what, do you want to walk across the bridge instead? We've been given where, like... All right, fine, let's walk across the bridge. I'm just thinking this might be quicker. Well, we need to vote on what we're going to do. It's entirely possible that the bridge is now more of a war zone than it was. Mm. So Uh, you you put a white flag on a dinghy. Plus it means we can avoid bumping into Barrack. There was that as well. Mm. It doesn't have to be any more than six. Charlie and I can row. So a boat's provided for you and you're lowered into the water on the outside. You can actually see that there is battle damage on the exterior of this. At one point there was resistance. There is the occasional shot fired nearby. It's like are those two ships that are still on the Bashano, are they, are yeah. they gone? Or no, they, they just look incredibly disabled. All oh, right. Basically, what looks to have happened here, and I'm going to say that you, you're pretty across this game because you would have been in naval combat before. Mm. Basically, it looks like the boats just broadsided the fuck out of the harbour, and these two boats are above water, but they've just got holes in them. We get Abella on the bow holding yeah. the flag. I value, I genuinely feel a, <laughs> an elf on the bow. <laughs> Yeah, no, I agree. <laughs> yep, okay. Uh, so you make land and you're all immediately arrested. Yeah. <laughs> by, um, by a very snooty elf leading a um, squad. I am to be taken to Emily. I have a direct missive for her. Yeah, yeah. You're immediately frog-marched, forgive the expression, to to the uh, to Emily's command, which when you arrive, it's far more defensible. Like, they've actually put up roadblocks, that sort of stuff. You're brought inside and almost within the, a minute... Emily meets you in her sitting room. And you can actually see she's not even bothering to wear a prosthetic. She looks tired, but um, also somewhat hopeful. Your return. How did it go? What did they say? Uh, okay. So we, we spoke to the governor. That is the good news. That, well, the, no, the good news is that we spoke to the admiral. The bad news is that we spoke to the governor. The governor uh, not only said no, he was pretty rude and he, he wants this. They've been waiting for an opportunity. The Admiral um, is much more inclined to peace. This uh, is good. This is very good. We have a message from him. You you will want to read it. Excellent. Um, um, she takes the scroll, opens it up, reads it. Her face goes from sort of hopeful to just not crushed, but sort of just like, this is not the response I was hoping for at all whatsoever. Yeah, sorry about that. So it is war. Well... Only if you let it be. My question to you, uh, Captain, is why have you not fired the catapult? There is an issue moving, said catapult. Right. That was our assumption. The Admiral, I feel, would be willing to actually talk. Is there a way way to form a parlay? What you have to understand is my position here is only temporary. I cannot dictate true movements. No, no, no. I, it, in this theater, is this, all you have the control over. We know this. And more, more to the point, it is an unconditional surrender demand. And if I do so, I, this city is a symbol. It's our city. 
This is too. This is too much. She's she's very ex- exasperated. We. What, sorry, the forging. We are talking. Is there a tea set around? Yes. While so while she's working out, I'm gonna go make some tea. Mm-hmm. So sorry, and I'll just walk off and start making her some like making some tea. Mm-hmm. What if we engineered a situation where we didn't have to fire the catapult, but we could demonstrate its power and that it was working? What if we find a way to turn it? And aim it. Surely Admiral Reed would back down. Well, uh, it would slow him. Um, He might bring him to the table. The question is, do we want to? Do we want to stop the other war? Yeah. Do we want to stop the bigger war or the little war? Um, Because the bigger war, you could stop it right now. Her heart win this. Bashano come down harder than in other places, and it escalates there. Whereas if we stop this here, it doesn't. Things maintain where they are now. I guess to praise the person to ask about that. Should should we, like... like, Should we retire? Yeah, Yeah, excuse me. Let's do that. Let's do that. You could head back to Sea Gorgeous George in the townhouse. Good idea. Okay. Yeah, we'll give her her tea. Yeah. She tucks the the demand under her arm, takes the teacup and the saucer and goes, thank you. I I apologise for... The situ- this situation, I didn't want to bear a message of, of surrender, but... We tried. I can only thank you for that. And I would offer a really, like, deep uh, heart bow at that as well. It was like... Yeah, she doesn't know what to think of that. She's a bit off-put, but... Mm. Like, understands the intent. Yeah, yeah, we don't do that, Charlie. Mm-hmm. We don't do that. And we do. Okay. Uh, uh, all right. So, with your message delivered to Emily, you remove yourself from the house and walk across the courtyard to your previous lodgings. I wonder if there is another thing we could do. Is there? I'm um, open if, if there's another. You seem. Option. I just. I'm just suggesting it because you seem a little fixated on something that I'm a not confident would work. B will could swing it the other way. I'm not 100% certain it'll work. I am 100% certain it's better than doing nothing. I agree. Um, because other, we, we probably don't want anyone to know about the secret chamber beneath the grounds that creates magic water. Oh, God, no. Dupree's like, I think that's probably wise. Yeah, yeah. Um, is, is there another option? Dupree, can you fathom another option? Look, there's, there's many different ways we could approach this. None of this have... I simply cannot predict which way this will go. There is some merit to this idea of repositioning the trebuchet. Now, if we did so, we can't control what they do with that. We can only see where it points. If you point the trebuchet and they destroy the flagship, that has changed the game entirely because you no longer have a moderating influence. Any chain of command structure will take time to reassert itself. So that gives the Bashano time to do a counterattack. I don't know if the Bashano have the capacity. Do you believe they do? No, I'm just saying there is the potential for this to happen. Yeah, yeah. But that may also completely change the way that the governor sees the situation rather as a losing battle and maybe one worth fighting more for. It, it, there's just too many variables. I can't comment really one way or the other. It's My more. feeling, though, is that we should decide... We should decide what we want to do, what we want as an outcome. Now, whether that is we turn tail and run... We stay and we help fight, and we choose a side. That is really something I think we need to come to a decision on. Here's how I see it. There is only one of us who feels strongly about one side winning over the other. I don't know. Scan, Scan, Scan and I... Well, I don't say winning. 
Mm. One side not particularly losing over the other. Scan and I don't seem to mind too much who wins this particular war. We just don't want the larger war to happen. Charlie does not want to commit treason, but is willing to see the right and wrong in both sides. Correct. I don't want anyone to die unnecessarily, but I won't do anything. I won't make any actions against my country. Ryland? Poor Ryland is quite troubled in this in, well, to put it in her own words, the Earhart are terrible, but they're also her people. Yeah, it's rather like family, isn't it? (laughs) Um, Well, Abella does want to do all she can to protect the Bashano. Everyone, really. But the Bashano are the ones that are going to be slaughtered if we don't do anything. I've never liked slaughter. You know, War should be fought between soldiers, not people. I think we agree on this. The Bashano aren't completely pathetic. They have forces that can hold their own. If the pontoon gets here... Granted, they probably couldn't stop it that day, but then the Bashano just reinforces... And in the meantime... A lot of Bashano lives are lost. I, I understand. I'm just... I don't undersell your people as uh, civilians being murdered by oppressive uh, regimes oh, no, no, because not. they are a military. Absolutely. One of the best. But in this specific circumstance here in this town, in today, if we do nothing, they will be slaughtered. All, all, all you're saying is... Well, we, the, the general consensus is that we are wanting to re-establish the status quo. Yes. As the general outcome that That's we all are aiming for. Mm-hmm. Um, so we need to determine how to do that. Um, I would... Can kobolds swim? Can we send kobolds under the pontoon? You'd have to... Can you send kobolds anywhere? They're not exactly cooperative. Or intelligent. Well, we spoke to ones it was. At least a little bit. I think he just wanted to be king of the sewer. And now he is. I, I don't know if it's a good idea, but I love the idea of sending kobolds to destroy the pontu. But I don't see why they'd do it. No, I, 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 I don't, don't think see there's why enough shiny either. in the world to convince them to commit, commit a suicide mission. Yeah. I vote move the trebuchet. I'm up for helping you with the trebuchet. Because I can't see another way. If I was if I was more certain of of rebels or kobolds, I would happily disrupt. I'd really like the, the kobold idea, but I don't think it's going to no. work. <laughs> so I'm I'm up for moving the trebuchet. I kind of want to have a go at the kobold idea. <laughs> I kind of do as well. Like I, I like Plan A either like rebels or kobolds. Or I like trying to well, get one of we, them. Well, uh, if we're going down that way, it's there will be kobolds there. We might, that fellow might be angry about those guards not doing what he wants by this point. Uh, in fact, fun story, he's now surrounded by things that someone can control. <laughs> Who is in command of those? Wasn't it? No, I was still in command. Like, that's, that's a fairly big lever. Also, could we just borrow those back? And then use them to destroy the... Sure, that's what I was just yeah. going to say. Can we just Could do that? Can we go we, We've got a few more. Could Nezor not just send them in to smash the pontoon? You did leave them behind in the graveyard. Yep, Sorry. so we'd have to go back to the graveyard. Of so course, send... there's always a possibility we just double down on our options. Plus, I have one as well. Yeah, all still of, in my bedroom. Yep. All of these options intersect. Either way, we're going to the graveyard and we're trying to get underground. Exactly. If we can get, if the if the metal men are still there, we can send them to destroy the pontoon. If they fail, uh, we we go. We're already going to turn the trebuchet. 
Yeah. We may encounter the kobolds and be able to send them. Either Maybe way. we'll even find some rebels along the way. We've, got a, few, we've got a few hours. Um, I'm, I'm liking, yeah, I'm liking pretty much the, the ideas as as Ireland has listed them. I think we would want to put some metal men in the box, but well, they're in the boxes. We'd want to get them across the river. You can't send them to attack the, the yeah. pontoon on this side. No, the I don't think they will go under. They don't need to breathe, but they will they work underwater? Why wouldn't they? They already did. They walked through the water to get case. down under the city. Well, I guess the question is... Send it, them it, to walk under the river to the pontoon. But can they damage the pontoon? I guess the question is, do they have any kind of ranged damage? To well, I don't know. They could walk up to it from underneath. It would sit reasonably low in the water. They could tear it apart. No, well, like, well, I guess the actual question is, how deep under the water is Well, we've got eight. If we go four to the kobold, we've got eight. We've got yeah. seven in the... And then one is his room. And mining my room. And just remember, the pontoon's got to make land somewhere. There's a shallow end. And also, if you tear it apart from underneath, then the worst people are going to do is, like, fall over and fall in the water. Yeah, it's really hard to fight things that are underwater. Again, I'm not going to stop anyone from doing their plans, but... This one, this is uh, way better. You need have nothing to do with it. Tell you what, why don't you stay here, fight fires? That's pretty much what I'm thinking, is I can help people who are hurt... So essentially, we're heading towards the graveyard entrance. If the metal men are still there, which they should be, because I don't see how anyone managed to move them in all of this, and if they haven't been destroyed, we can send them to dismantle the pontoon from underneath, and if that fails to stop everyone shooting at each other, then we can turn the trebuchet towards the Earhart side, and if we meet some kobolds on the way down... If we're going to talk to the kobolds... Sorry, I just had a mental image of Charlie walking down with bottles on her fingers going, Kobolds, come out and <laughs> play. play! Yeah. Um, but if the sewer, if it's sewer entrance, there's nothing to say it doesn't connect. To the other sewer, yeah. In fact, it almost certainly would. It's finding the way there. If we can find our metal men and convince the Kobolds to show us the way, we can walk them right out into the bay. Or, is this just a spitballing? Yeah. <laughs> what if we say to Emily, we have a plan. You're not going to like it, and we don't really want to tell you what it is, but we think we can bring things back into balance. Can we have a cart, please? So we've I decided have. on a course of action then, have we? Yeah. So, what's the plan? Step one. We get Emily to give us a cart, or failing that, we steal one from somewhere. Step two, get some cases with the metal men and then go and find a sewer entrance to the river. Step three, activate the metal men in the sewer to not arouse suspicion. <coughs> Step four, send the metal men to destroy the pontoon. And step five, I'll, I'll make some tea for when you return. That would be lovely, Charlie. Thank yeah, you. good on you. Thank you for not stopping us. <laughs> That's a really good plan. I'm very happy that you guys have come up with something. Take a point of inspiration, everyone. I'm really glad that we came up with something. Did you think of any of that beforehand and were hiding it from us? Or I will never tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I also think it's pretty cool the number of plans we came up with. <laughs> like we it could... was all like, how many things can we do if we go like, to the We know video? loads of people in this city. <laughs> so <laughs> Once that idea came in. Everyone, far Charlie, is heading down to 
Well, this this plan this plan should be better for Chuck. Like I can still see why he doesn't want to come with, but this one doesn't involve killing any Earhart soldiers. Unless they can't swim, which frankly they shouldn't be on a pontoon if they can't swim. They shouldn't be part of a, mi- a naval military nation if they can't swim. So Abella, Nezor, Scan, and Ryland managed to go find themselves a cart with a bullock attached to it, and. Charlie, you go upstairs to go and get your metal man. And um, the moment you open the door, you see gorgeous George coming and goes, Champ, what the hell's going on? We're getting out of here, right? Uh, no, not at the moment. Sorry, let me just Are do... you kidding me? It's the middle of a war zone. We'll be perfectly fine here. Charlie! I open the chest and I get, like, a bit of chalk and I draw a nice moustache on my robot. <laughs> on his helmet. And then I close... This isn't time for art. What the hell is this? I put my hand on his shoulder and go... You ask me to trust you, just trust me. And then Chad, I, I really don't like this. Sort of pick it up. I'm like, I'll be back in five minutes with a nice cup of tea and I'll walk out. <laughs> no, so yeah, you walk out and you see a cart being emptied of strong alcoholic smelling barrels, uh, rum you assume, and it's being hitched up to a bullock for you all. So um, yeah, I'm assuming that you all get uh, situated and then... Charlie will put the... I think Charlie and I are just going to have to go off into a corner for a second, activate the robot and transfer authority. Oh, it got completely shut down, so... Does that... You can turn it back on again with the... Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, But yeah, now I'll load it up and be like, he comes back to me because I'll know, I'll know. Yeah. But I'm not going to tell you how I'll know until you activate it. (laughs) Because it's got like... So, yeah, well, we, we will obviously endeavour to keep us all of them. Like, if yes. you don't get yours back, we'll give you a replacement. Oh, no, 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 no. It's, it's, it's fine. Um, but make sure you come back safe, okay? So, I'm going to offer my hand to Charlie to shake. And Charlie will shake it and be like, you keep these people safe. I'll try. I need it. Keep yourself safe. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? They're practically begging to be killed. I'm going to say to Charlie... I would say don't do anything I wouldn't do, but you're obviously going to do that. Just, <laughs> I'll give Scan a hug. <laughs> and then I'll ruffle both of yours hairs. <laughs> what a touching farewell. Let's go and do the same. <laughs> Let's go destroy things. Yeah. Can, can I control the cart? Yeah, sure. Um, can, I, can I get everyone's passive perception, please? 15. 13. Okay. 13. All right, 16. Cool. I'm really focused on the bullock. No worries, I just wanted to know. Mush! Or whatever uh, you say to bullocks. You very slowly pull out. Okay. That's why I wanted a horse. So you enter the war zone. Oh, good. And die immediately! <laughs> Um, it's very lucky you decided to be on a cart, is all I'll say. You get to the slums and it's utter chaos. There are fires, there are destroyed buildings that are blocking off streets. There are Bashano infantry dotted throughout that are actually directing people away from the fire and towards the gates of the city to get them out. All the while, you see occasional streaking, flaming sort of like meteor just land and once or twice it's been literally the other side of the street and you felt like the the, the impact and heard the noise and it's been incredibly loud. Um, but you've managed to get about halfway to your destination before you come across a running street battle. At one end, there are Bashano infantry firing at what look like plainclothes... Rebels. Rebels, fighting. It doesn't take long for these guys to actually be forced back and they retreat down another side street. Um, When 
a force of probably about 20 Oremians come out toting the real hodgepodge of different kinds of weapons and they basically pursue them. They are hunting Bashano troops. Gosh, people could be dicks sometimes. Other than that, you manage to make your way um, by avoiding conflict as much as you can with the cart uh, until you reach a, an impasse. One of the roads has had a building collapse on another building. There is enough room for you to get the cart through. However, the building looks incredibly unstable and if you didn't navigate it very carefully, it's very possible it could just collapse straight on top of you. Um, do we hop off and sort of assist Ryland with the, the navigation of it through? Here's another thought. Are we thinking that possibly getting back through the city on the cart is viable? Is there any other way to get to this place? As well, we could throw it in, in the sewers. As you're saying this, um, three more of those mortar shots just land about 100 foot away from you in the middle of the street. Back? Yeah, behind you. Uh -huh. um, one of them takes out the front of a building which collapses in on itself and it's just a huge pile of rubble. The other one lands in the middle of the street and creates a crater with fire just blossoming out and sort of burning uncontrollably. The third one lands into uh, the middle of a collection of, I guess, it's like sort of like a small communal garden and just incinerates all the plant life that are there. I guess the question is, is Ryland adept enough? navigator to make her way through this building with our assistance. I mean, we can try it. I reckon if, if try, speed is of the essence with mortars falling, behind us. Uh, if we fail, we go to plan B. Yeah. We, we hop off the cart and, and sort of help to guide her. With navigation. Sure, alright. You'll have advantage on this one. Roll me an animal handling check. Oh god, I'm minus one on animal um, Could I try? Because I'm really good at animal handling. Sure, if you want to lead the bullock, but you only get to roll once, so pick wisely. I got a 19. The die? Plus five. Yep, you managed to navigate it, no problem. Um, and it's lucky that you do so because not too long afterwards that building just simply collapses in on itself. Okay. So while you are all doing that, Charlie, what are you up to? Helping with, like I would have gone up to Emily and gone, okay, so what can I do to help? Okay, so she immediately decides to press gang you into a, a team of fire elves to help put out. <gasps> My friends! So she basically puts you on another one of these wagons that's been converted to have like a, a water pump. Um, you mean fantasies. <laughs> <laughs> on the side that's not on the ocean, towards the rear of the redoubt, yep. is an area called Crown Hill, where basically the, the elite live. So she sends you with one of these fire elf teams to go down there and start putting out fires. Sure. What's happening with Duchess? What's, what's happening? Oh, um, Duchess is with George. Okay. Yeah, so Duchess is with George. Where, where are um, you going? I'm going to go help put out fires. Really? What? We should be getting out of here. I look, I know, you said, trust you, champ, but seriously, I'm getting wigged out. What happens if they start dropping bombs on us? I, Have you seen what's going on out there? And he points out the window. George, if you don't feel safe here, I will talk to Emily and I will have you escorted to safety with the rest of the refugees. I don't... I can't just leave them to die and to burn. That's not me. You know that's not me. If you don't feel safe here, I will have you sent in a safe convoy out with the rest of the refugees. Right, fine. We'll do that. I, I guess I'll pack up Duchess in the tea set and we'll get out of there, but where do I meet you afterwards? Head off to the next place where we we're supposed to find. Um, so he starts packing Duchess away into like a, like a dog carrier bag? I'll like 
bend down to give him a hug and then sort of shrug and pick him up and hug him. Yeah, which right. I know he hates. Yeah. You stay safe and you keep Delcha safe or I'll make you even less gorgeous than you already are. <laughs> I don't think that's easy. <laughs> but sure. I like, no worries. Jokingly, of course, I'm not like, I'm going to fucking kill you if you hurt my dog. Uh, when you ask Emily for help securing George's escape, she immediately puts two of her soldiers uh, as on a personal detail for George. Uh, she takes your hand and goes, thank you, monsieur. I know this is not something that could have fixed, but I, I appreciate the attempt. And I just sort of, I'm, I'm always happy to help. And then I'm like, right, 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 and I'll sort of put my suspenders up. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, what? Yep, and then off to the, off to the fire. And yeah, off to the fires. All right. Excellent. Fire goes out. Fire goes out. He punches at the fire and the sheer fury of the wind. No, what I do is I pose a bunch and then I'll take some of the sweat off my brow and flick it into the fire and the fire goes... Because your your sweat is flammable. No, my sweat is tea. Yes, when you arrive at the cemetery, there are far more holes here than there were before. Um, well, that's convenient. Uh, Hopefully that means they're not going to keep body. shooting yeah. it here. Um, it, it looks like this place was the target of a bombing, uh, like a, a, of a concentrated barrage, um, and what that's resulted in is there are a lot of open caskets strewn all over the place. Um, no broken. picking up any hands. Damn it. <laughs> I totally wasn't going to do that. The cases are still there. Some of them have been knocked over just by force of, of the explosions. Scan, you hear what can only be described as troop movement in the street. I'm going to pay attention to that and try and discern what it is and where. Um, it's infantry and it's moving down the street towards you. Towards us? It's further up from where you came. Yeah, I'm thinking they're bashing no troops, but could, would they say from where they are know that the street is blocked? I think get in the sewer. Yeah. All right. Let's let's take let's take animate them then, and we'll go into the sewer. Okay. That's why I, I play the flute, animate them, and quickly say, "Follow," and we all jump. Actually, double check: is there a sewer great near us? Or is no it sewer. wasn't a sewer. It was we go down on go down the mausoleum and get into the sewer that way. So yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Quickly animate them, <laughs> instruct them to follow, and we we enter the mausoleum. As you enter the mausoleum, you manage to make your way back through the way that you initially explored, and. As you enter the sunken library room, uh, you notice that the water level has reduced significantly and it doesn't take you much to get the automatons to form up underneath the hole and create a human ladder that you're able to A, climb and B, have them climb up behind you. They actually seem to work together really well. Like when you say do a thing, they work as a, as a unit. Um, and obviously once you've animated them, you notice that one of them has a florid moustache chalked onto it. I chuckle. It's Charles Bot. Charles Bot. It means that, you know, I can help if the kobolds attack. I can roll for its attack. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I'm there in spirit. Yeah. So you, you enter the sewer, uh, sewer system. <clears throat> And what's the plan here? You're just going to follow it until you find kobolds? We have a rough idea of what direction yeah. we're wanting to be going. D given that the sewer always, sewers lead to water, uh, you need an outflow, so you want to head down. So, yeah, you do follow <clears throat> the, the pathway and you skip over the hole, the other hole that was punched in. And we do endeavour to be as quiet as possible as well. I'm going to get you guys to roll a stealth check. 12. 18 plus 2. 
20. Uh, 20. Same plus five. 20. Charles Spot, right? 17. <laughs> um, you guys are quiet as all hell compared to these guys. They're just clomping along. And the, the thing is, they don't really have any kind of, like, it's either they're stationary or they're moving. And if they're moving, they're making noises because yeah. it's metal moving or metal that's heavy. However, kobolds don't seem interested in you. Um, you don't encounter any of them. Um, and it, you eventually discover that this sewer system appears to be an older system that was built on because you, you eventually find your way to a tributary where this all sort of falls into one place that then goes out to like what looks like a sea-facing canal. Mm-hmm. So it's actually not connected to the area that you're wanting to go, but you followed it towards... If it gets us to the water, it gets us yeah. where we want to yeah. go. You're able to hear the waves crashing uh, along with the occasional gunfire. That's Do we have a rough idea of where we are direction-wise? You're facing out the coast. Yeah. So how... we're, we're a bit of a ways away from where we were wanting to be. Can we walk down so we can see the outflow? Is that possible? Uh, you can, but it gets pretty steep into water pretty quickly. You can get up to, I'd say, probably hip height without being particularly uncomfortable. And we can we can see out the exit to which way the pontoon is. Can we see the pontoon from here? No, you cannot. No. You're facing out towards out the ocean. The pontoon is crossing the river. We're out to sea. So it would be to your right. What's the command you give them? Exit sewer, turn right, follow coast, find wooden floating bridge, destroy wooden floating bridge. From underneath, do not be seen. Don't come up above water level. Yeah, do not surface. No, they they unanimously say, <laughs> and then they trudge off to do what you've told them to do. Do we want to uh, follow them and say? I'm gonna say there's. Yeah, we've given them no instruction to return. Yeah, and you can't speak underwater. That's fine. Well, I mean, they they're gone now. Sorry. <laughs> I sort of want to watch them to make sure they do it right. We can't see them from here, though. No, but we go out and around. We go in the water and then swim out and around. Or not necessarily swim, but... Swim or go go back up the sewer and find... I I reckon we might as well go back up the sewer because we're going to have to swim a fairly substantial length to see them. If people see us swimming and then these things going, we're going to be connected with that. And also, we're not going to be able to see them because we told them not to surface. That's fine. Okay, good point. No, but we'll see their work. Let's go out and find another way. I was going to say, do we want to take the risk? Because otherwise, we're going to go straight back into that war zone. Yeah, and we've got to walk back. Like, the reason we went under was to avoid all of that. I wouldn't mind going straight to the... See if we can't go straight to the river, at least to see... I mean, if we run into kobolds and our plan doesn't work, that's sort of good. We can try and organise the kobolds to go and destroy the thing instead. Plan B. I reckon we try and find a different way out than yeah. what we entered. It suddenly dawns on you. Dupree's not here. I wish we had. I wonder what he's doing. Did he come in the car? Did he leave with us? No. He left with you, but he disappeared. Oh. Did he come down the mausoleum with us? Well, you think back to when you last saw him, and the last time you remember seeing him was on the car prior to that collapsed door. Yeah, when collapse. we all jumped out. Yeah. Where the rebels were. That slippery bugger. I said earlier that Scan's keeping his eye on him. Like, generally, there is a level of distrust in Scan about... That's true. I was, however, rolling contested stealth checks against your passive perception, and no one... No one one noticed. Okay. Yeah. So... Yeah, yeah. no, that, like, I... I don't mind that he's off doing his own thing. He Mm. doesn't seem to be willing to... He's not working against us. He doesn't seem to be working against us, so if he's wanting to help... I actually thought we left him at Amelie's. I didn't know we actually even took him with us. I thought he was staying uh, with with me. Like, okay. Yep. That's just cool. been very quiet the whole time. Yeah, he didn't say a damn word. <laughs> no. Um, so yeah. So we we try and find our way um, through another entrance to the sewer, preferably close to the river. Um, but we will we will take what we can get without 
a loading cobalt. Sure. Everyone yep. roll me stealth checks. Uh, 20. 20, but not natural. Okay. 11. Well, did anyone roll under 8? I rolled a natural 8, but I plus 3. Yeah, okay. No worries. Um, you make your way back and then bypass the area that you sort of entered through. And after about 5 minutes of wandering through that, you immediately start hearing, like... It's very distinctively, like, war drums... Um, echoing through the the very faintest sound of it, but it sounds like some kind of tribalistic beat is being played. Can you hear screaming or chittering or the sounds of you kobolds? Can, like, it's definitely kobolds doing this. You can definitely hear like chittering sort of like some kind of sound. Um, and it sounds like a lot of them. We just sent our metal army away. <laughs> but yeah, there, there is definitely a to-do happening. Uh, and you, you're still occasionally feeling like a, a vibration from the, the top of the the sewer sort of filtering through occasionally and like sometimes dust might fall when there's a particularly close impact but for the most part it seems like this place is fairly unscathed hmm. uh, is it only one direction that we can travel oh you can travel towards it or you can travel away from it but still well, that was the, the way direction. we are well then i yeah. don't want to head towards the noise yeah just by pure chance, Abella, you managed to find one of those etchings that you found from the smuggler's run that leads you out to that small outflow underneath the now-destroyed dock. Just for clarity, this is the entrance that we discovered the, before yes. that I went into bit. Yeah. All right, cool. You enter a part of the Damn, sewer that you... <laughs> yeah, you enter a part of the sewer and go, oh, I know where the fuck we are. Oh, yeah, this um, place. This looks familiar. Can we see the... Oh, yeah. Uh, that's or the thing see was... evidence of them. No, because there is a sunken ship pretty much in front of you. It's been broken apart, blown to shit. It's keeled over slightly. Um, is the hull there, though? Yeah, it's the like it's floating. Well, I mean, so it's... if we swam out to it, we could sit on it. Yeah, well, basically, it's been shot into one side and it's filled keeled with water over. and keeled over. All right. So it's, yeah. The, the water won't be that deep as no, well. No. If a ship sank, you'd probably still see bits of it. Yeah, no, there are still one or two ships that are afloat. They're just not in any serviceable condition. Yeah. Charlie, you arrive with the uh, fire elves and immediately start putting out small spot fires that have picked up. Within that time, you immediately realise that it's just like it, from every nook and cranny in the city, everyone's just sort of converging on this one place. And there's almost not enough military presence here to actually keep things orderly. There is a huge milling pile of people just pushing against everything. And there is an actual line of armed Bashano troops that are threatening the the civilians to step back to leave a lane open so that they can run carts in and out of the city. And tensions are really high here. It's palpable in the air. So Charlie, while you're helping to put out these spot fires and wrangle people, you start hearing a very familiar barking sound. Duchess is nearby and is barking. I'm going to head that direction. So yeah, you turn a corner and see Duchess barking at gorgeous George, who is face down, blood pooled around him, and standing over him are three white-suited assassins. There's three of them? Three of them. Um... We can't help you. Oh, no. That's oh, fine. No. I... Charlie goes, you, 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 you fucking animals. 
please roll initiative. Please don't die again. Eh, if I do, this is entirely my fault. <laughs> Thank um, you. 24. Okay. Oh, nice. That's yes. very lucky because they rolled 23. <laughs> <laughs> they rolled low, though. Yeah. So you are, I'm going to say, about 30 foot away. Yep. So I move into the closest one, and I'm going to make a grapple check on the closest one. 22. Uh, equals beats. Yeah, basically, I grapple him, yep. and while looking at one of his friends, I pull his mask off. Yep, as you do, his neck fountains, and he gargles as he slips to the ground. Uh, so I then use a key point flurry of blow the other two people. I'm imagining you ran down the middle and grabbed the middle one. Yes, I've moved in, gone like, grab, looked at his friend to the left, pulled his mask off, yeah. um, and then just let him go. Yeah. Flurry of blows, this is lethal damage. Sure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that, that, that's the first time you've yes. said that, yeah? Do you, do you actually want to... Uh, are you sure? Do you don't want to question one of these people? No, no. no. <laughs> um, I've got well, I'm scared to... advocating for, like, restraints. No, no, no. Josh was. Josh, sarcastically. Uh, seven, uh, that's going to miss. And then at the other guy to the left... Yep. Six plus seven, so that misses. Yeah, so you throw these two punches yep. like haymakers, I imagine? Um, yeah, so basically he tears the mask off the first guy, throws two punches, which yep. both miss, but because I'm mobile, move with it. Basically, because I attacked them, yep. they can't make attack of opportunities against me. Sure. So I throw those two punches, and then I move backwards. Sure. 20 feet. That's fine. They stop for a second, look down at the corpse between them, look back up at you, spin their blades back up into their uh, sleeve and then one of them, the one on the left, cracks his left arm out and from it, a blade that looks like, it's very similar to the sort of like the bells that he's got off the back, yeah. it's like a strong piece of very thin metal. It lands like a, and coils like a whip and then he cracks it and the one on the right brings both his hands underneath his armpits and withdraws two smaller punch knives and they advance at you and they are incredibly fast. The one with the whip is going to make an attempt to grapple you with it and rolls a one. It's You feel it go past you. It's, it's They've just misjudged you because they're used to fighting smaller opponents. Um, yep. And the one with the two daggers immediately lunges in and... Sure. So the first one is a 17, so that would be 20. It will hit. I have yep. an AC of 19. And the second one, that's a 19. Uh, and injures you for eight points of damage. This assassin just sort of runs up and jabs you twice in the side with it. My turn. So I'm going to do the same thing as before. Yep. So again, reach out and grab at one of the other ones. Sure. Um, mask. 22. You again, you try to hit this guy, but he just moves yep. preternaturally. He's almost fine. expecting you to go for it. I do again the same thing to the one, the other guy. Sure. Oh, that's only a 15. Yeah, no, that's absolutely misses. Still made attacks against both of them. Sure. I move 50 feet out. Yep. So I was 20 feet, so yep. now I'm 40 feet out of the alley. Yeah. And as a free action, I scream, Please help me, assassins! At that point, the assassins look at you, look at each other, and then quickly put their weapons back, and they just scale the sides of the buildings and disappear on the rooftops. Duchess trots over to Charlie 
and whimpers as he stands in the middle of the throng of people passing by. But Charlie himself stands almost impossibly still. All the sound of the world fall into the background as he stares at the body of his friend, Gorgeous George, who now, somehow, looks even smaller and more fragile than he ever did in life. A faint spray of blood paints Charlie's face and clothes from the man he just killed, the mask still hanging from his hand as the clouds above the city begin to darken, casting the boxer into shadow. Thank you for listening to this episode of There Be Dragons. If you'd like to know more about the show, feel free to check us out at therebedragonscast.com for lore, cast information, and updates on our schedule. You can also find us at therebedragons.podbean.com and on Spotify for your listening needs. If Twitter is more your thing, you can also find us at tbdragonscast. I am Matthew, your Dungeon Master, and Scan felspath Thufferson is played by Joshua Walker. Ryland Westfall is played by Karen Schlink. Charlie Roughhouse was played by Tristan Doust. Abella de Rosier is played by Angela Donlan. And finally, Nezel Valgoulis is played by Tom Moore, who also acts as our sound recordist. There Be Dragons' original theme and scores are composed by award-winning composer Sean Tanian. You can see more of his work at seantanianmusic.com. Thanks for listening, everyone. See you next time. <laughs>